we have uh, we had something from uh, Tom Starkweather. Did we not? Oh yeah, no, we do. Oh okay. I I'd, I'd like to hear that. Okay. And and what was the what was the title of the song? I want to document it so I when I when we do these show notes, um, it's properly credited. Which, the one for uh, Tom Starkweather. Yeah. Well, let's see which one I got first. Sure. Uh, he's got these. Uh, you know, this one's just called Number One. Number One. Mm-hmm. Okay. He he might be able to tell us uh, better at some point. All right. This one this one's really atmospheric. If you have anything maybe to read, you got any like poetry, Lauren? You got any poems or literature? Uh, not in front of me. Let me look around ah, the bowl. Okay, okay. What about you, Carolyn? Well, I have uh, I do have M. Andrew Jones's new book. Hey, there you go. The the end of Marvelous, and uh, I could. I could pull out, a, I could uh, randomly open up a, uh, wait, wait, and you know, what, what number do you like? What's your, what's your number? Three. Uh, three. Yeah. Cool. So we'll do, start with chapter three. All right. Okay. I'm ready. All right. Yeah, uh, here we go. The fire licked through the skeleton of the high school up into the sky, spilling heavenward in reds and golds, spewing thick black smoke over the city and blocking out the silver half-moon. The fire itself was malevolent. Magnanimous. Oh my gosh. Magnanimous. Magnanimous. Even majestic. If one didn't consider the carnage... Nathan returned to school, entering the inferno with a single purpose. Michelle was missing. He had to find her. He had to save her. The school was thick with choking smoke and debris. Nathan found himself carrying more and more people, the limp, the wounded, and the unconscious, as he returned to the gymnasium again and again. He returned with only one purpose in mind. Michelle was missing, and he had to find her. Yet he couldn't leave these others. Each time he returned to the building, his hope dimmed. There were so many bodies in charred heaps. There were so some beyond his meager help. Dark lumps, blistered and seared beyond the cares of this world. He tried not to look, not wanting to see his old classmates in such a broken state. He tried to ignore the smell of of cooking meat. He assumed if they did not move, if they did not call or cough, they had not survived. Then he only glanced at them long enough to determine that it was not Michelle he was looking at. No, she was wearing different shoes and the other corpse had on slacks. A few times, he looked too close, and each time he regretted it. The gruesome expressions, the wounds, and the injuries. After a dozen trips back into the burning school, he realized that he would not find Michelle in the gymnasium. The smoke burned at Nathan's eyes, seared in, in his lungs, as he pushed through the rest of the school. 
He burned himself repeatedly on various debris, but the pain never lasted. His skin would char, turn black, and immediately begin to flake, revealing healthy flesh, unscarred, unburned, with no sign of the injury. He pressed on, trying to find the only person that mattered. Was she still in the ladies' room? Which way was the ladies' room? He checked the girls' locker room. He found a blasted mess of twisted metal and broken cinder, but no Michelle. Most of the school was not burning, but several hallways had toppled lockers, fuser walls, and broken brick. The school was so shaken by the blast that it was crumbling in places. As he wandered the shattered, the shattered halls, Nathan realized that chances were where Michelle was absolutely safe somewhere around the school, perhaps tending the wounded out front. She was wandering the grounds, looking for him, trying to figure out what happened, fearing he was dead. Chances were she was as good as one could be considering the circumstances. 